0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Must Be Dice Season 3, The Forgotten Planet. Last time we saw our heroes, they had narrowly avoided being devoured by giant birds after crash-landing onto a strange, unknown planet. They were saved by a group of short, amphibious-looking creatures wielding nothing more than musical instruments. With no idea where they are or how their ship crashed into an entire planet without warning, our beaten-down crew of bounty hunters find themselves lost on the Forgotten Planet. <gasps> hey y'all, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. It's, going
1: pretty good. it's been a little bit scary, but pretty we've cool. been making it through.
0: Just to recap, you guys are pretty, <clears throat> as I said in the intro, beaten down. You're kinda fucked up, uh, or, but not too much. Your species is very much built for combat. You're kind of a warring, the, you know, that's why you took on this uh, job. So, although these gashes and stuff might be uh, bad for a human type, uh, Species, you're fine you're rolling with it those things are gonna in. yeah those I'm things are gonna seal up in a day or
1: two I'm also two. fine you are yeah I'm fine yeah 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 I've just been like what's going on
0: and you're uh sticky and gooey yeah. as usual I
1: guess I'm tickling and I'm
0: good let's start where we left off uh with this little elderly frog-like creature greeting you in a very strange uh, unknown language yeah he, he comes up uh, you you greet him with, with the waving, the waving arms. hands yeah he kind of waves back uh kind of confused <laughs> but you know you can tell that this is a greeting and he goes oh blah blah.
1: I'm looking at my thing and I go I, I don't I don't know what he said this' is not translating
2: let's try it our language greeting strangers thank you for aiding us in slaying our uh aviary enemies
0: the kind of pod of creatures, all kind of just look at each other, and uh, the the elderly creature greeting you kind of nods, look, like, kind of looks a little concerned, and, and, uh, and kind of looks and goes, uh, motions towards himself, and goes, Gobo.
2: I think he's talking about your your, your sacks. May I? Go for it.
3: Hello. To you and you <laughs> uh, Give me a second. Uh, Gooch just like shakes like a big shaggy dog and just <laughs> covers the whole tribe.
0: Okay. But
3: in like really nice clear goo.
0: They kind of uh, react with being splattered, yeah. but they they don't seem too concerned with it because they're also kind of slimy, wow. and they kind of look at each other, kind of smile. They're like, hey, and yeah. they they wow. kind of all kind of give a little wiggle back in uh, Gobo. Uh, Kind of, you know, seems seems to approve. All right, hey, cool. And, and and then once again he goes, go ball, and then and then motions motions back. Captain Gopted. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, let me establish. Let me establish. Uh, these are aquatic, uh, amphibious creatures. They uh, don't have uh, the vocal cords to make a lot of cuz and tus and things like that. Sure. So it's more of a. A bun gun. They're very uh, blubbery length
2: All right, let me try again. Seven. Ort Antares Captain Or.
1: <laughs> or perfect. <coughs> Washburn.
0: Wubba. Wubba. A <laughs> gooch. Oop. Nods an, mm, mm-hmm. and. Mmm. and and you can see it has a neck sack. Uh, similar to yours, kind of spreads and inflates and he kind of opens up and you can tell that this is kind of like, he's giving you more of a kind of uh, official, kind of ceremonial, traditional greeting. And he looks and he goes, whoop, wobble, <laughs> And he kind of nods. Uh, and then kind of a darkness goes over him and he turns and he points at the big flaming inferno uh, that is your ship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the main body of your ship, and he kind of just makes a. Mm. He kind of motions that nothing's good over.
2: Them. Bad parking job.
1: Sorry about the mess.
0: Cap, yeah, I let's just go hang out with these
3: guys for a while. They seem all right.
2: They seem to have taken a liking yeah. to you, Gooch.
1: You do you have food.
0: Uh, and, and he kind of nods, scoots over, kind of pats Gooch, and maybe gives him a you know a bit more of a rub than he should. Oh kind of rubs you and goes, kind of motions, and they all kind of turn and start moving. In fact, sort of the way they
2: I'm gonna lean over to Washburn. Keep your head on a swivel. You never know what kind of tricks this planet's gonna throw at us.
1: They don't speak words.
2: You're right. That's the first sign of hostility.
1: Follow, we're gonna follow them. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right,
0: so you guys follow them. And it is night, after a long trek and Pretty awkward silence interrupted by the occasional accosting of Gooch. Every now and then one of them kind of comes up to you and kind of gives you a little uh, neck waggle and a little wink. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> uh, you emerge from the dense bogs to find a sun rising in the east. And across a soggy meadow bathed in orange hues, you see a large river flowing into a vast blue ocean. Where the river meets the shore, there's a modest seaside town made up of white domed structures of varying sizes, some quite large.
1: Cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Many of the buildings are accented with bright, vibrant colors, the same colors that you see kind of uh, adorning uh, Mm -hmm. their clothes. Uh, Reds, aquas, yellows. On the river, you see dozens and dozens of water wheels. You also notice that the town seems to spread naturally out into the ocean. And in fact, more than half of the town seems to be floating along the coast. You see that those seaside domes are in fact spheres, uh, almost kind of like bubble, little bubbles. And this part of town is also run with a large network of docks. And you see many boats coming and going. This, this is a, uh, you know, an active village. This little band that greeted you, they're one of thousands. You know, this is, this is a big, big town. Frogtown.
2: Frogtown.
0: The sun is rising. You see this big town. The band uh, of your escorts, they kind of stop and kind of nod, they, they see their home.
2: Look at the size of that sea. It reminds me of the great lakes of my home world. And I look out upon the water with my five fathers.
1: What are their names? Yeah, treat us. What are your father's names?
2: Tony, Silvio, Polly, Christopher, and Hesh.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> you know i think i went on a date with hash once
2: oh yeah he never told me about that yeah
1: we were very young
2: new family dynamic has
0: just (laughs) greatly all right so as you guys are talking you start moving towards the town you tried a few times (coughs) during your trip uh to maybe communicate with these creatures but it really it's there's not really much you can do so you're just kind of following them but you do notice that there are no big ships Uh, there's nothing kind of interstellar, uh, no advanced technology, and Mm -hmm. as you enter the town proper, uh, many of the locals gather to gawk, uh, most of them seem only interested in gooch.
2: Look at that,
4: Washburn. They're
1: gawking at gooch. They're gawking at gooch?
0: Now the streets are crowded, and this whole place is bustling with activity. There are tinted shops lining the streets. The scents of roasted fish and rich spices fill the air. This feels a lot like many of the other planets you've been to, it's familiar. And among the crowd, suddenly coming through them weaving is a dumpy little newt-like creature (laughs) on an equally dumpy electric scooter, veers around the corner coming straight at you. Roll the dodge. One. Really? Yeah. 19.
1: 15.
0: All right, you two, a bit more nimble. You don't even have to like dive. You just kind of, you know, get out of the way. You're, you're used to the flow of traffic. You've been, you know, to really busy places. Or, uh, maybe even uh, out of spite, <laughs> you just kind of uh, stand your ground. Um, and this, uh, this newt-like creature, uh, he, he's got a big uh, you know stack of crates on the back of his thing. His eyes go wide and it and smashes straight into you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and you're so big that basically he gets clotheslined by your crotch. Bong! He falls backwards, his bike shoots out, the crates go everywhere, spilling these uh, kind of juicy, plump uh, fruits, and he, goes flat on the ground and he's just kind of looking up at you. He just starts bubbling with rage.
2: Apologies citizen, I've warned smaller folk to wear helmets around the undercarriage.
0: (laughs) Your band of escorts, they all just kind of explode with laughter and everyone um, doesn't seem to take this as like it's a bad thing. They're all just kind of like, you know, it's a busy city, accidents happen all the time. The, The little elderly guy uh, elderly frog kind of motions to one of his, uh, to a few of his guys. They kind of pick him up, pat him, kind of say something to him, motions to you three, and he just kind of looks frustrated and gives you kind of a shake of the fist, but then kind of turns back to, kind of picks up his bike and kind of defeated starts stacking his stuff in. The elder kind of motions. He just kind of laughs, shakes his head, and motions for you guys to keep going. All right, so you're back on your way. Your little group of escorts, they lead you down kind of this main road up to one of the larger domes near the center of town. As you go in, you can see that the interior looks much like maybe a lobby to a hotel or an embassy. Clusters of seats and small tables, probably for waiting. Pass through this room into a larger open auditorium. All your escorts, save for the little elderly man, uh, disperse. They go back on their way. As you enter, you can see each side of this room is lined with stacks and sacks of small Ottoman-like seats. And at the end is a large dais. Atop it, you see two creatures seated in modest thrones with one empty chair beside them. And as you approach, you can see that they are dressed in decorative robes similar to that of your elderly companion. And one of them, uh, as you as you get closer, uh, appears to be a salamander-like creature similar in age to gobo uh, and the other is a worn decrepit looking kind of slug slouch there just looking almost dead it, it almost looks mm-hmm. dead on the spot as you come up gobo motions uh, towards a few uh, of these little tiny seats very much sized for character or creatures like Gooch and right before the dais you're kind of almost being presented uh, to this uh, council.
1: How big is Gooch compared to like me because I'm like a human?
0: He's like half your size. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like,
3: he's a little fella. Okay. And I'm big. So Gooch just struts right up and plops his weird gelatinous body right in that chair.
0: And as with most most things you do you uh, we hear kind of a yeah. like, oh. Yeah. As, he, as he kind of sinks into his seat. Oh,
1: yeah. And I, I just kind of mm. squat on it because it's like a little footstool. Yeah. A little Ort footstool. grabs uh,
2: two chairs, puts them next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> One for each cheek.
0: Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're basically or cheek-sized yeah. uh, mm-hmm. seats. So as you all sit down, the exhaustion kind of washes over you guys. You've been through a crash, uh, been through a fight, and you've been traveling for hours uh, across this kind of... Uh, bog and then over the meadow through the town
1: uh, mud has shrank back down now. It's been a while, oh, right? Yeah.
0: Sorry guys. I forgot about mud. Yeah, that's okay
1: <laughs> I, Well, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna pull one of the things. I'm gonna set mud I'm gonna put mud on the little stool. Aww. and mud just curls into a ball. Yeah and takes a nap
0: since the fight mm-hmm. uh, Mud basically didn't get to do anything mm-hmm. uh, He wasn't really a help. He seemed pretty down on himself uh, mm. since that fight. As it is, when, whenever he goes big and shrinks back down, he did pass out immediately. Yeah. Uh, but after he woke up, you did notice that he's very... He's sad? Yeah, he's bummed. He's bummed uh-huh. that you know he didn't get to do his part. So after y'all take your seat, Gobo kind of, he turns uh, to the dais, which is about as high as him. He kind of struggles to get up. He's got his cane, he's trying to kind of put his weight on his cane, but he very much is, is struggling uh, to get up onto the dais. For some reason, there are no stairs.
2: Or it will leap forward, okay. with his sword drawn, Okay. and lean it against the dais as a rail.
0: Oh, beautiful! Uh, Gobo looks is you know is very appreciative, and he kind of you know steps up onto it very wearily. He doesn't have very good balance, and then he goes up and he sits in that open seat. As he settles in, they all uh, kind of just sit there. Kind of looking at you guys content and smiling and, and gobo does kind of a little just a little hand pat but nothing else and now you guys are just kind of all sitting there in silence staring at each other this is a presentation do you think or
2: they're looking at their next meal
1: maybe they could maybe eat gooch but maybe. they seem to like gooch yeah, i don't think it. they're going to eat? eat i don't think they're going to eat gooch we nobody would. wants
2: to eat gooch we might be on the menu
0: so as you're sitting there it, it's very awkward but then uh, you start to hear this kind of shrill, squeaking rhythm through this little door on the right. Uh, oh, jeez! Appearing in the door is this young, little uh, kind of slimy lizard type creature and simple shorts and vests, uh, kind of in that woven in that kind of rough fabric. Cool shorts, you say? Cool shorts, yeah, very cool shorts. All right. He's just dr- like drenched, uh, the clothes are soaked through, and he's kind of pushing this large cart with this big, Rusty sphere that's kind of ribbed with horizontal seams. It's almost like a lot of kind of flat discs that kind of go up and make and make this this kind of dark sphere. He's made it into the room, but you know, it's a pretty big auditorium and he's just slowly pushing it and you hear the <laughs> as he's pushing it. Does anyone wanna help him out? No, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: tired. <laughs>
0: I'll go down, I'll help
3: him out. I just Slide right off that stool. And I do oh, the yeah. traditional greeting of my people, which is to is to sort of uh, regurgitate a pile of bile into your hand mm-hmm. and, just, and just gently slather it on the person's face. Okay. Gooch, uh, is that customary? Yeah, we all do it. All right.
2: Or it leans over.
0: And then I help yeah. him. And then,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I motion, I'm like, okay. And I help him push yeah. this thing back up.
0: He's very confused, kind of stands there, does uh, does know what to do for a moment, but then but then he kind of runs over and he likes helps it. you start pushing. He likes it. Uh, and although one of the wheels is, is seems kind of busted, it's, it's the wheel that's kind of squeaking. You you easily get it over. Mm-hmm. You're you're a strong, strong boy. Yeah, of course. And he kinda has you stop it right in between uh, where your seats are and where the, the council is kind of uh, stationed. He kinda gives you a nod picks up this huge kind of cable that is running out of the sphere. He just kind of darts back out of the room, back the way he came. And a moment later, uh, this sphere thing, it's kind of dark, kind of a dark gold with in between all of the disks is, is, was black, but all those kind of black slits kind of light up with with lights. And it begins to emit almost this quiet whirring noise. Sounds kind of like a, you know, maybe a little PC fan or something like that. Mm. You see him kind of peek back in. Uh, He's still drenched. uh, And he kind of gives Gucci a sticky little thumb up. And then he kind of pops away. Now this device lets out a ding. And on cue, the elderly frog speaks in his strange language. And the device responds with a few quick beeps and burps. Uh, It dings again and produces words just like that of the frog. He then motions to y'all, touching his mouth and pointing at the device. Ah, uh, I assume he wants bile. So I go over and.
1: Gooch, no, that's. No. And I. Just another
3: okay. real slow one. Gooch, I think we're past
2: customary greetings.
0: Okay, so you climbed up onto the dais mm-hmm. and rubbed it on him, and he just kind of kind of nods and, and motions back to the machine goes. Bubub, oh. oh, okay. Yeah, I got it, I
2: got it. I'll handle this one, Gooch. And, um,. Or walks over and just puts his lips on it, just okay. <laughs>
0: When you go, I'll handle this one, Gooch, and then you go down to kind of mouth it. I go down on it. Uh, yeah, you go down on it. You hear it go, um, kind of repeat back what you said. I'll handle this one, Gooch. And it kind of just like it did before. And then the device dings again, and it goes, galactic standard detected. And then it dings again. Translation relay, now ready for use. Rhombus Galactic. We're bringing a better tomorrow today. And also simultaneously, it seems to maybe make that same statement, but in that blubbery alien
1: language. I'm sitting there being like, these guys are idiots. I knew what it was the whole time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
0: And right on cue, uh, after that introduction is done, as Gobo speaks in his his language, uh, this device produces uh, his voice. It sounds very much like his voice, uh, but in, galactic standard, which is what y'all speak. And he says, hello, friends. Welcome to Begon. I'm very sorry for what happened to you. Uh, You are safe now in our peaceful village, and we welcome you with open arms and full gullets.
2: Ort directs his attention to the device. He says, thank you for bringing us into your village and offering your hospitality in these trying times. Strange device.
0: Uh, and, and, um, and just like uh, it did with Gobo, as you're speaking, it, does, it, it translates for them, uh, both what you say and uh, what Gooch says. So you can tell that you now just have immediate communication with these guys.
4: You probably heard by now that you should be using a VPN, but if you're like me, adding an extra step to anything you do every day just sounds like a hassle. Well, if you knew how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'd be doing it already. ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. ExpressVPN gets rid of all those things you hate about VPNs. It's a VPN done right. First of all, it's blazing fast. Lots of other VPNs slow your connection to the point where it's not even worth it to connect but ExpressVPN doesn't lag, nor does it buffer. You can stream in HD with no issues. Using it couldn't be easier. Just open the ExpressVPN app, click one button, and enjoy instant protection across all your devices. The fact is, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you don't even realize you have it on. But your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location. No wonder it's been called the best VPN by CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash mustbedice and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash mustbedice to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash mustbedice. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Looking for more ways to save this spring? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. No worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen. HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. April is Earth Month, and HelloFresh is always committed to a cleaner planet. On average, HelloFresh meals have a 31% lower carbon footprint than the same meals made from supermarket ingredients. Good food is too precious to waste. HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients cut down on your food waste by at least 23% compared to grocery shopping, which is good for your wallet and the planet. Ooh, baby, just the other night, I made some honey butter barbecue chicken with some mashed sweet potatoes and ooh, decadent, and it felt nice and healthy, and we didn't have to go out and shop for ingredients or get takeout, save some money. Oh yeah, we've told you about every plate before, and they're now owned by HelloFresh. With a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I like switching between the brands, and now you can enjoy both brands at a discount. Go to HelloFresh.com MustBeDice50 and use code MUSTBEDICE50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. That's HelloFresh.com MUSTBEDICE50 and use code MUSTBEDICE50 for 50% off plus your first box of America's number one meal kit. Ships for free.
1: Washburn is looking at the device and she asks, where did you get this? We don't see much technology here.
0: Uh, So yeah, let me actually address that. Uh, On your way in, you did see that the water wheels, that were lining the river did seem to be going into um, some electric generators yeah. of sorts. They, they don't seem super advanced, You know, stuff like you'd see in cities and stuff, but, but they do seem to have electricity. Yeah. There was that little electric Vespa. Some people had little devices and stuff. So um, you do know that there is technology, but that is a great question. And in response, uh, that little salamander responds and says, I am Yala. Uh, Beside us is Mu, the eldest of us, and Mu just kind of sitting there just goes, oh, we do not really know. We have had these devices for a long time. Everything we have here has been here. We have lived in this small town, this humble place, for a very long time.
2: I think I understand, Exo. It's a translation device.
1: Yes, I I knew what it was.
2: The
0: captain's always gotta stay sharp. Gobo chimes in again and says, although we sort of discussed it back at your ship, we apologize for what happened to you. No one wants to see flames like that, and we did see uh, what looked like your ship as well burned, and we can tell you with absolute certainty there were no survivors.
2: Darn.
1: Well, we already also knew that. I
2: was still holding out hope that Maybe Holland or Avery might've pulled no. himself off the deck. No,
1: no, I saw their dead bodies.
0: God I'm not. I'm just not ready to accept it, Exo. Yala, the the little salamander says, "How did you get here? We have very few visitors."
1: Well, our ship, we we crash landed, and we don't
2: know how. It was probably a logistical error, probably on the pilot's uh, on the pilot's plate there, but the pilot's dead too, so. Not really sure
3: where to shift the blame on this one. Captain, if I may. Do you have any cigarettes? Cigarette. Um, Gooch, gooch. Yeah, ask her about spaceships
0: too. Do you have any spaceships? When you ask that question, you do hear, kind of as you say cigarettes, you just hear the device go It basically doesn't translate what you say. As you're saying that, it kind of just makes a few little like buzzes. Gobo kind of lights up. And he goes, I don't know what that first thing was, uh, but there are ships, there are many ships on this planet. We do not have use for them, uh, but there are many cities uh, that do have these ships you speak of.
2: Yes, I'd say we're in the market for a
0: new ship. Um, So Gobo kind of deflates almost, his gullet kind of shrinks in, and he goes, "Uh, speaking of ships, uh, we've had troubles ourselves. What used to be a very peaceful life has become quite harsh. We had a great protector, a great beast, very peaceful, who watched over us and this region. But he has been missing for months. And since his departure, much of the wildlife around the region has become quite hostile. Shortly after the disappearance of our great protector, these ships started arriving in our town demanding payment. So although we do not know of these ships, maybe they will.
2: Well, we always knew these forgotten planets were havens for fugitives and... 'er
1: Ne'er-do-wells.
2: Ne'er-do-wells in general, well put. So it sounds like that's our key to getting off planet.
3: Yeah, do you guys have like a a pack of space donkeys or something we can ride to find these gangs? No. No.
0: And and he just, (laughs) he kind of says that and just kind of sits there and he goes, oh, Yeah. But, this gang does come rather frequently, and they are due. They demand payment in the form of charged batteries. We provide these batteries for many of the villages around our region. Uh, We've been having to give almost all of them to these gangs.
1: These gangs, they're not from here? No. What do they look like?
0: They're (laughs) wrapped (laughs) scallions. Okay. Ah, scallions.
1: (laughs) Ah, shallots.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Many species quite different from our own. They wear these strange shiny jackets of red with a a crude drawing of one of these ships on its back. It says something in a strange foreign script that we do not know.
2: Well, no matter what they wear, I bet they'll get chopped in half all the same.
0: Do they have weapons? Very much so, yes. They are quite dangerous and very quick to use these weapons, despite a lack of threat on our part.
2: Now, Bogo, how many of them are there?
0: When they first started arriving, they would come in droves. But lately, after finding that we are a peaceful people and refuse violence at all costs, they've been coming in quite small packs.
3: All right, Gooch is just sitting there, like, tracing lazy circles on the king's head. <laughs> that old ass king. Oh, that. so
0: you're still up. I went back on to my the...
3: seat, and I'm just kind of. I'm just sitting there. He doesn't know. He's too fucking old.
2: Yeah, or it's already sharpening yeah. his blade.
0: So maybe we strike a deal. We help you capture these bandits, non-violently, of course. <laughs> okay. And they will lead you to, possibly, a ship that can get you home. What do you
1: say?
2: Are they participating in the deal at all, or are we just doing a thing and taking a ship? No,
0: they're gonna...
1: <laughs> so they're gonna help us capture yeah. the bandits? Yes, the we band- will help oh, no. you. But what I do they get it. out of it?
3: Um they get to no more their, bandits. Yeah, they're fucking batteries or whatever they're talking about. Yeah, we need these batteries. batteries.
0: Yeah.
1: Won't there just be another group of bandits? He kinda goes, uh, uh one thing at a time.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. We'll nonviolently remove as many as we can.
0: Above you, the dome, there's a blast, and the dome blasts open, and uh huge chunks of debris come down right on top of y'all. Give it a roll.
2: Fourteen. Five.
3: So
0: I see this debris coming. Mm-hmm, yeah, this debris is coming
3: down right on top. I pick up the little king guy that I've been, you know, hanging out with, and I just hold him up
0: over my head, okay, <laughs> kind of like an umbrella, yeah, uh, to keep the worst of the debris from falling. off Luckily, because you're up on the dais, yeah, uh, with the council, none of the debris really falls around. Then just some rocks, okay, and you hear kind of a, and you feel, <laughs> you feel yeah. kind of a little force, and you hear Gobo kind of go, ah. Sorry.
3: There you
2: go. Orch rolled a 14.
0: You have your fast reflexes. So
2: naturally, he kicks up his giant sword that he was using as a ramp and holds it over his head as like, an umbrella.
0: Like a pierce, piercing or, or oh, kind like of this. sideways? Okay. One large chunk of debris slams down onto the sword, uh, but it really doesn't. You know, you're strong. It just kind of, but you hear your sword go. That was a big force, and it, it gets a good chunk. Tr- Ooh. Washburn, what happened to you?
1: I rolled a five.
0: Although it's not the biggest chunk, you do get knocked right in the noggin. <laughs> um, but you do have a uh, titanium plating in your skull. Boom. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: Oh my goodness, that hurts so bad.
0: (laughs) What
2: happened to your voice?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it hits me in the head and like... (laughs) Oh oh no. (laughs)
2: XO, what happened? What happened to your voice?
1: I don't know. Just got hit in the head and I just suddenly... I don't don't know.
2: I'll use the hilt of my sword to bonk her in the head again.
1: (laughs) Okay. Immediately?
0: 18. You knock her in just the right Donk.
1: way. What just happened to me? Oh my God. Oh,
0: Excel.
2: <laughs> I thought we lost
1: you. Oh.
0: Um, and through the hole in the dome, you can see a small dinged up aircraft hovering <gasps> in the air. Uh, this vessel is shaped a bit like a like a boomerang and it's bright yellow.
3: Cool. Oh, uh, banana. Cool. Cap, we need to get
2: that ship. I agree. Let's get on board. Who's in that thing? What are they doing?
0: As you kind of assess the situation, three ropes drop from the vessel, soon followed by three Rowdy gangsters kind of screaming as they come down. yee Bright red, shiny matching jackets. They're facing the, the elders and you can see on the back, there's a big kind of stereotypical rocket ship. In big uh, black lettering, you see it says Red Riders.
3: Red oh, uh, are they snapping their fingers and sort of, dancing yeah. in
0: unison? Yeah, yeah they're all, all right. very like, yeah. you know, they're up energy, they're all kind of amped up. I dealt with this before.
1: What do they look like as far as what are they?
0: One of them appears to be kind of this, ratty gray weasel, very kind of tubular body. Mm. Um, the jacket kind of doesn't go all the way down. It looks kind of weird on him because mm-hmm. he's got a long, long uh, torso. Another one is kind of this white bat-looking creature. It's got a bat face, but it, does, it doesn't have wings. And then the last one is kind of this uh, kind of swat, squat, frail uh, human, actually. Uh, very ginger, covered in freckles. Uh <laughs> <Okay. laughs> weird. And so turn. as they come down, they're kinda like, ah, ha, ha, yeah. And they just immediately start harassing the elders. Where's the battery? Uh you do hear they have they have these little wristwatches that kind of go blub blah blah. They themselves have have their own translators. Mm-hmm. Um but you can understand them, they are speaking galactic standard. Mid-sentence, gooch grabs. <sniffs> The redhead and shoves him inside his
3: body cavity, which slowly digests this guy. But he leaves his head out so he can, you know, give us information. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, give it a roll. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Rachel, um, him by the scruff of his stupid red neck, and I. <laughs> You're shoving in my gut. Well, it's everything, but his, head. his head's just sticking out like this, so we can talk.
0: And it and my juices are like slowly dissolving. Him. Jack it first. So you rolled an eleven. Yeah. They were a bit of a distance away. So let's say you start doing that. You run over and you're kind of grabbing him, and he's kind of oh god. He's kind of freaking out. And the gray weasel who who started demanding batteries, he kind of turns and goes, what the heck? <laughs> and and the white guy goes, who are these schlubs? Let's roll for initiative.
3: Eight. Eight.
2: Nineteen.
0: Fort, you're gonna get things started
3: off.
2: Are the ropes still dangling down?
3: They are, yes.
2: I will close the distance by leaping from these tiny ottomans onto the rope. Okay. And jumping through the air, swinging my large orange
0: slab. All right, roll for that jump. Ha, eight. All right, so. I gotta stop the jumping. The chair's still
3: stuck to his ass. Yeah,
0: as we established before, uh, you are not the most nimble of creatures, you hop up onto the Ottomans and you, and you go to jump out um, and with your weight, both of the Ottomans just kind of like snap back. Yeah, and, and so they fly out from under you and you basically just do like a Pull, and then tumble onto the ground. So now the the gray weasel goes, Coop, let's take care of this guy." And the white bat goes, "You got it, boss." The weasel takes a leap towards Washburn, and the white bat mm-hmm. takes a leap towards Dush. And goes, "I got a, I got gotcha, you, Kyle."
2: Kyle. <laughs> the weasel is Kyle. It, no, the red. No, head. no, no.
0: The the human. The, the red ginger head. Human. head is okay. Mm-hmm. So the gray weasel, as he as he kind of darts towards you, whips out two kind of glass daggers, and he comes straight for you. How about you roll as well? 12. He comes in, pushing off of his back foot just straight at you. And before you can even register what they are, he pulls out the daggers and does like an X slice and you get your arm out, uh, but mm-hmm. you're, you're cut through the arm. And then this white bat, mm. beelines for you and Kyle. Oh man, what is that? Uh, it was a 19. All right. Uh, and Ooh. he kind of dives at you and kind of gets his arm around Kyle and kind of shoves his wrist up into your, kind of the top of your mouth. Gets in and positions himself very well.
3: And I rolled for what my response to that? Yeah, oh. go for it. All right, so, so his his hand goes into my head, but it's it's just acid like everything else. Okay. So the the fingers he was using a snap with a minute ago gone.
0: Okay, so yeah, as he as just he pushes gone. in, it's almost like he's, he's squeezing a sponge almost. Yeah. And it
3: just, just dissolves. Where's your jaunty to now? And I laugh a lot. <laughs> but but it,
0: isn't Kyle currently inside of your mouth? No, Kyle's in my gut, and he's. Sque- Screaming because okay. the the so you have another opening that yeah the cut. viscous
3: acids that make up my midsection have started to dissolve through his clothes onto to his actual skin Okay. which is almost gone. This guy's fingers are done. He can't snap anywhere. Okay. All right, and uh, <laughs> he flies back and falls to the ground, and I and and Kyle's just still writhing. Where'd you get that shit, <laughs> you ginger
2: piece of shit? <laughs> this guy's like bigger than you too.
0: The white bat as he shoves his hand up into your face. Who, Ooze just mm-hmm. sprays out onto him. You can see his skin just kind of bubble, and mm-hmm. it doesn't dissolve away, nope. but it it definitely just gets uh, fucked up, pretty much. <laughs> and he and he snaps his handbag like ah! His ears kind of shoot out, and he tumbles backwards uh, away from you. And Kyle, oh god, he tries to get out, but you just you can just see kind of like almost this vapor pouring out of this large sphincter mm-hmm. that he's stuck stuck in. His head is peeking out mm-hmm. and he's just like shrieking. Ah! Cap, what do you want me to do with this guy? Washburn, you are up.
1: The one thing f- came to me, the weasel. And yeah, the so slice. you currently
0: have this weasel on top of you. He has done a slash and you just, the only thing you were able to do was just kind of like get your arm up and take like half a step backwards. Right now, he is kind of like mid-leap, has slashed these things, you got your arm up. What happened?
1: I reach on my, you know, whatever. I've got something attached to me, my bolus. I whip him down around his ankles and I wanna yoink it and then hold him up like this.
0: Okay, Uh, give it a roll. That silly weasel.
2: Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Gooch is the only one. What did you roll there?
1: (laughs) One. Wash? Okay. Um. (laughs) I'm a weathered veteran. So- <laughs> Very weathered. Too <laughs> weathered.
0: Uh, you're very skilled. Uh, you are very skilled, but maybe that because of your exhaustion, everything you've been through- the Gravity's
1: different here.
0: Than what you're used to, you know, you've been on a lot of different, lighter planets, heavier planets. You whip out your bolos, give him a quick spin, go down. And as you're whipping him, he naturally, cause he's running at you, his, his, that's the next step that he's taking. His feet just kind of, his foot just kind of lifts up. Your bullets swing right under him and <laughs> right around your legs, <laughs> singing your legs together, and you and you just kind of teeter forward and like go a oh go no, oh, yeah. no, no, again we'll go face first oh, right right <laughs> into the right into the solid oh hard bloody hell! oh yeah. no x oh,
1: <laughs> watch no i hit so
0: bad it's kyle's turn but he is basically incapacitated you can feel him wriggling yeah. around inside of your gullet yeah um screaming a uh, childish little toddler I'm scream i'm just melting basically. him a little or you are up. All right,
2: or it's feeling humiliated. He stands up. he's tired. it has fallen down. So, Going to do this thing that he hasn't done yet. So, where's that weasel?
0: That weasel is Standing only over about <laughs> like eight feet away from you. Lindsay fell forward and he kind of, with this one big thing, he went uh, a little behind her and he's kind of spinning around right now, kind of looking down at Washburn.
2: All right, Washburn's oh. on the floor. Yeah. So, it seems like there's a lot more room to work with Washburn on the floor. So, I'm going to do this thing that the Orts lab can do. I'm going to detach the blade. After one impact charge, a second trigger can be pulled. that will detach the blade from the hilt connected by a tether of energy. The blade can be swung about returning to the hilt after a short period of time. All right. So stand up, plant his feet, detach the hilt, and just swing it horizontally through the room. 18.
0: Oh, all right. So this is just huge force behind these thick, thick uh, sinewy arm. You swing ah, it, you pull that trigger at just the right time. You see this thing kind of shoot out, but it's tethered with with kind of this rope of energy. And it just does this huge arc across the room and it (gasps) goes right over Washburn, immediately slices straight through this gray weasel. With the blood, there's also kind of smoke and vapor that you just sliced right through this thing. And he kind of spins up. His eyes go blank and uh, the top half of his torso lands on the ground and his legs kind of wobble and then go flop down to the knees and then flop down.
2: He releases one of his cool captain one-liners. Yeah. Weasel shouldn't wear red. Okay.
0: After you say that, uh, the art completes and your sword gracefully just (laughs) locks back in. The blade locks back into the the grip. And despite the catchphrase, (laughs) your action was very cool.
2: It's good catchphrase.
0: Yeah, so Grey Weasel's out. Y'all kind of look around and you see that the other two gangsters were just almost immediately incapacitated mm-hmm. by yeah. uh, Gooch. Kyle, his head is sticking out, screaming in terror, eyes rolling into the back of his head. Uh, and the white bat, you can see that that goop has kind of dripped down halfway down his forearm and he's just kind of laying there on mm-hmm. his back. He's just kind of shaking and like, like uh, that's he, what you get. That's all, he's just staring at his arm in terror. He He's forgotten about everything except the searing pain okay. pulsing through his body.
3: Alright, so I've kind of like, uh, I've kind of lessened the amount of acid that's going on. So now Kyle, uh, he's in a way merged with my torso. hmm And, uh, you know, when you kill someone in battle on my planet, you own them. hmm So now Kyle is mine.
0: So he's, is he dead? No. Okay.
3: His head is just, he wishes he was dead. Yeah. His head is just part of my body now and uh, it will remain there. And, okay. And he's just, you know, he does what I say now. For the rest of the show? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's I'm
1: done. looking at it, and I go, I read about this once. <laughs> he's,
3: he's just going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's crying for his mom. Yeah, yeah. He's broken. He'll tell us what we need.
0: <laughs> Y'all have made quick, quick work of these uh, wannabe gangsters. Washburn, uh, t- despite your uh, decades of experience in combat, uh, things don't always go, you know, how we want them to. You kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe start f- fiddle with your bellows and get them.
1: Yeah, I get them off my own fucking ankles. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, and then Rubbing you- my
1: head like, oh! And then I take a sip from my, my go. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking weird when that shit happens to me.
0: Everything kind of comes to a, like stills and you look over and the, the elders are there and they're just kind of like in wonder. And they go, my God, you are great warriors, most of you.
2: See, council of elders, violence is fun.
0: Well, we don't know about that, but it was pretty cool. And uh, there was no danger really uh, with, these, oh. with these bandits. Um, really? Yeah, y'all are, you know, y'all know you have been bounty hunting for years and years. So just a couple of wannabe gangsters was nothing to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you've got them. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you plan to do with
1: them? We uh, wanna take their shit, don't we? Yeah. We you
2: can wanna... make him talk too. I'm
0: gonna
3: introduce Kyle to
0: everybody. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll get what we need to know out
3: of
2: him. We wanna make yeah, him, him talk. We wanna make them squeal.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's end it there. Next time we can uh, maybe uh, get some information out of these hoodlums. All right, well, thank you everyone for watching episode two of Must Be Dice Season three, The Forgotten Planet. We will see you next time.